Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and it's Wednesday, February 1st. The Tesla Roadster, credited by some for launching the EV revolution, is turning 15 years old today. While the Tesla Roadster wasn't exactly a successful vehicle program on its own, it did succeed in its goal to show that you can have a compelling electric car that can compete with a gas-powered car, at least in the sports car segment. Until the Roadster, the general concept of an electric vehicle was as an impractical, goofy-looking golf cart with terrible suspension that feels more like driving a giant set of rolling luggage. But Tesla does not appear to be celebrating the 15-year anniversary of this groundbreaking vehicle. And perhaps it's because they don't want to draw attention to their redesigned Roadster, which has been seemingly on the back burner for some time. At the time of the unveiling back in 2017, Elon Musk said that it would come to market in 2020. Tesla started taking reservations and money, but aside from the announced delays until this year, there hasn't been too much leading us to believe that it's anywhere close to production. It's understandably not high on the priority list for Tesla, as it would be a low-volume program. The updated Roadster can still perform the function of the original, being a halo car, or a flagship to invite more excitement for the brand as a whole. Lately, the Model Y and even the Cybertruck have brought out discussions of practicality and usability with electric vehicles. But the languishing sports car fanatics have had to make do with the Model S Plaid. You know, it's an amusing day in car history when the 9.3 second quarter mile time in a family sedan simply isn't as exciting as it used to be. A new report states that Tesla plans to ramp up electric vehicle production at Gigafactory Shanghai to 20,000 units per week after a surge in orders. In China, there have been rumors that before the price cuts, Tesla had been throttling production at Shanghai, which is their most productive and profitable factory. Tesla has disputed those reports, but the output has gone down in the last few months from a high of over 80,000 units in September. And now Reuters reports that Tesla is planning to ramp up production at Shanghai following a surge of orders from price reductions. Of course, we have to be somewhat careful, as Reuters has had some mistaken reports about Tesla in the last year. In this case, they do mention actually seeing a planning memo from Tesla, which gives it a little credibility. And the general idea also has some backdrop leading in. It makes sense that Tesla would cut their prices to create a surge in orders big enough to justify ramping up Shanghai back to full capacity. But again, grain of salt. According to a report from German newspaper Handelsblatt, Volkswagen has decided it will manufacture another electric SUV in North America, and it'll be smaller than the ID4. They said that a Volkswagen spokesperson confirmed the plans, but would not comment on details. The compact SUV would possibly be an SUV version of the ID3. As CEO of Volkswagen Passenger Cars, Thomas Schaefer, said in a LinkedIn post back in October. Where the new vehicle will be built is also unknown, and we can speculate a little bit. The report mentions either Chattanooga, Tennessee, or its Puebla, Mexico manufacturing center. Making it stateside in Tennessee would be a slam dunk for the Inflation Reduction Act, though with Mexico as a trade partner it might qualify once the government decides how to delineate battery supply requirements. Rivian is laying off 6% of its workforce as they are having issues cutting costs amid the production ramp. While Rivian has been successfully ramping up the R1T and R1S over the last year, it hasn't been able to reduce costs and it's becoming a concern. In the third quarter, the company was spending as much as three times what it charged per vehicle, and that's before all the money was being spent to build out service, sales, and charging infrastructure to support the fleet. This isn't exactly dire straits because they have a lot of money that they're sitting on, 
But nevertheless, the CEO, R.J. Scarringe, announced in an email to employees that they are laying off 6% of the workforce. Nissan has officially unveiled actual images and video of the custom all-electric Aria that will trek 17,000 miles between our planet's magnetic poles next month. This massive expedition is four years in the making and will truly test the boundaries of electric vehicle travel. Well, it's easy to see that the Aria is certainly not the consumer-ready version that you'd see on a local highway. Nissan explains that the modifications have been kept to a minimum, which means zero changes to the powertrain. To charge up the Aria's regular battery, the Trekkers will be transporting a towable charging prototype that includes a packable wind turbine and solar panel. Can't imagine how long that's going to take. It's also supporting 39-inch tires and some custom suspension to accommodate them, and also a nondescript roof rack that is actually housing an automatically deploying drone. To me, that sounds like the real news story. The pole-to-pole journey in the Nissan Aria is expected to begin sometime in March, and we have a link on the website where you can follow along if you wish. Volkswagen is making it clear that they will not engage in the EV price war that was spurred by Tesla's recent cuts. After Tesla slashed their prices in China, the U.S., and Europe across their lineup, including 20% discount on the Model Y, analysts predicted it would have a spillover effect on other manufacturers. Sure enough, other companies joined in the fray, but now, according to Volkswagen CEO Oliver Bloom, the automaker has already had a pricing strategy in place and they will stand by it. He said, quote, We have a clear pricing strategy and we are focusing on reliability. We trust in the strength of our products and brands. Now, Tesla's price cuts are clearly having a profound effect on the EV market. As the EV leader continues to shatter expectations while continuously breaking electric vehicle records, it's making it difficult for other automakers to compete, especially with a lower price. Volkswagen joins General Motors, which also announced that they would not offer EV cuts during the latest earnings release. However, there's a little bit more to the story. General Motors still has time to adjust their pricing as they have not yet released the full pricing for the upcoming Chevy Equinox. By promising a starting price around $30,000, the Equinox EV will scale with five different trim levels. The starting price tag will obviously apply to the front-wheel drive 1LT version, but the 2LT, R2S, or sorry, 2RS, 3LT, and 3RD pricing, even a ballpark, is not available. With the Chevy Bolt EUV starting at 27600 it can scale up to 38000 before floor mats and cargo nets. So that gives you a very, very wide range for what could be possible on the Equinox. At Electrek, we would venture to guess that a fully loaded Equinox, likely with Super Cruise, could get up to $60,000. If GM quietly enters the EV price war with a starting Equinox price of around 28000 or so, we anticipate a fully loaded trim will still maintain that pricing. Okay, it is opinion time. Believe me, I love the Tesla Roadster, the original one, and everything that it has done for EVs. However, a small part of me is sad that those goofy, wacky golf cart era of electric vehicles are not being considered, at least here in America. In Europe and in the Far East, microcars have a much broader acceptance and can sell in enough volumes to keep that market alive. But here in the States, virtually all microcars have failed. When I first got into electric vehicles, I accepted that, at least for that time, they were relegated to little runabouts, getting around 30 to 40 miles of range. And with that, there were so many logical and responsible realizations that came 
with a conversion that occurred in my mind. And I'm kind of sad that most Americans won't experience this. I still remember one of many aha moments that I had when reading about those goofy electric cars, which for me started about 15 years ago. I was reading on a conversion forum about vehicle size and someone recommended that I take a field trip to a local intersection and count how many cars drive by with only a single person inside. I was astonished by the simple, repeatable, and ever-present observation that almost every vehicle on the road was underutilized and simultaneously overbuilt. Flashes of truth about vehicle size in particular, but also about the efficiency of travel, I worry that that just won't occur to most Americans. It pains me to be looking ahead and thinking that even in a post-gasoline world, Americans will be picking up groceries in a 15-foot, 5,000-pound electric box capable of carrying five people clear across the state, which when you live in the West is a long way. In today's community comment found on YouTube, Aaron Van Noy says, I'm trying to come up with something negative to say so I get featured on your program. Maybe stop promoting the negative comments and start mentioning people that realize you are doing a great job. Thank you for the advice, Aaron. I don't have too much of a method for picking comments, other than I like to feature somebody new to the channel, something funny, or a new insight. Sometimes I pick something based on how much it makes me laugh. And so commonly that's the negative comments because of course, any opinion aside from my own has to be Boulder Dash, right? Thanks for watching Quick Charge by Electric. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great opinion.